This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Paul Stone talking some college football. And Paul Stone with a two and one week, a profitable one, the under in the Iowa State Texas game. He also offered an opinion that it would be a, a letdown spot uh, for the Longhorns. And Iowa State was certainly in that game. Uh, two lead changes in the final fourth quarter. Uh, it, uh, Texas prevails in a very close one. Georgia Southern outright. Uh, nice winner there against the undefeated uh, straight up, the undefeated ATS, um, James Madison Dukes. And then South Florida just misses. Lose by 14 plus 12. So good week, Paul Stone. Very, very, very good work. Well, I tell you, Jimmy, we always think about the one that, that got away and those people who maybe watched that South Florida-Tulane game closely. Uh, Jerry Bohannon goes down late in the first half for South Florida, or I think they would have got the money there. And unfortunately, Bohannon, uh, former Baylor quarterback, out for the year. But that that was a, a tough one. Uh, but uh, two and one will work. Maybe we can do that the rest of the route here. Yes, indeed. And uh, uh, also um... – the Tennessee win. I just want to ask you a general question: Is this are we seeing some balance, some competitive balance instead of well, okay, it's it's the big three and nobody else has a chance between Georgia, Bama, and Ohio State? I mean, clearly, you know, Alabama is not the Alabama of of old. Certainly, in, right. uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you look at them against Texas: fifteen penalties for a hundred yards. Then against uh, Tennessee, they were whistled for 17 penalties, right. I think, for 130 yards. And you had the inexplicable play on the uh, the punt where the guy's trying to scoop right. the ball up and maybe advance a yard or two. So that just the you know just not playing clean football, not not really uh, indicative or reflective of a Nick Saban team. Right. So they're not quite the team they've been in the the past. So with Alabama coming. Uh, you know, back to the field just a little bit, although their playoff hopes certainly far from extinguished at this point. It does make it more interesting. And, and Tennessee, uh, you know, not, of course, this week, uh, Tennessee Martin of the FCS is not going to offer a uh, much of a fight. But the next two weeks, I'm not discounting uh, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky would have, a, a, a you know, a, a great deal of difficulty perhaps uh, scoring with Tennessee, but they are very good defensively. Uh, they can run, run the football with Christopher Rodriguez uh, now back on the squad, and they could shorten the game. So you've got uh, Kentucky uh, a week from this Saturday, and then, of course, Tennessee going to Georgia the week after that. So it, it's uh, a little more interesting, and I think most people probably like the, the balance and, and the potential inclusion of different teams. Scheduling is a, is a big deal, though. I mean, it's a nice spot in the hang, obvious hangover spot for the Tennessee Volunteers to get a rent-a-win. 
and to kind of just call, ease back into that one. That great 2019 LSU team that uh, beat seven top 10 teams always had an exhale spot after a top 10 team. They always had a little bit of a buy or an exhale spot uh, in there. So it uh, it does help with the schedule. If they had Kentucky this week, that'd be a different story. I, I, I know that you think it still could hang over, but it does help. Uh, I think we both agree with that, having Tennessee Martin in here. Ohio State hasn't played anybody. They're very good. Bama is not the buttoned-up team that we've seen. This is not just Saturday. They're 129 out of 131 teams in penalties. So they, they are. It's, it, that's penalized mental mistakes and game management. Nick Saban's got to win or go to overtime. Uh, with the, uh, the the game management at the end of the game. He cannot leave Tennessee with any time uh, left on the clock, uh, especially the way Hooker was throwing the ball. So a lot of things um, uncharacteristic uh, of a Nick Saban team. Let's get to the games uh, this week. We'll start off in the Pac-12, the late-night game. Everybody's either winning big and going to double up, or everybody's had a rough day and they're looking to bail out. So no pressure, Paul, but here we go, ESPN, 10.30 Eastern, 7.30 in the desert. California plus 7.5. They're getting 7.5 against the Washington Huskies in Berkeley. Yeah, of course, Cal uh, stubbed its toe last week on the road, losing the previously winless uh, Colorado 20-13 to in overtime. And now the Golden Bears, as you mentioned, return to Berkeley, uh, catching 7.5 points against the Washington Huskies. And first of all, those especially who follow sports handicapping, specifically college football closely, know that Justin Wilcox's teams there at Cal have performed quite well as the betting underdog, now 23-8 and as a dog since he took over at the beginning of the 2017 season, 23-8 and against the spread, of course. And that includes an 8-3 and mark against the spread as a home underdog. A Cal you know, to be uh, transparent and upfront, far from prolific offensively, but they do pass the ball on 59% of their offensive plays. And where that comes to play in this handicap, Washington gives up nine yards per pass attempt by their opponents. They rank 120th out of 131st FBS teams in that category. So I think Cal's going to be able to uh, move the ball. And sometimes this is not a pretty dog, Jimmy. Cal this week, they're an ugly dog, but sometimes you got to get on the porch, you got to put the collar on, you got to maybe bark a little bit. And in this case, we're going to take Cal plus seven and a half over the Washington Huskies. Well, uh, Washington in there, and keep in mind, they, you know, had the, the great start and, you know, were looking so good. And we, we probably overvalued that Michigan State win. Uh, because we didn't know just how poor uh, Michigan State. Michigan State had a nice win against in overtime against Wisconsin. But still, the last three games, uh, the Washington Huskies have given up 124 points. So 41.3 a game. So maybe little brother uh, Jade Knock can get it going again, like he did against Arizona with 274 yards rushing and three TDs. So that is a weak, a struggling defense going on the road and laying more than a touchdown. So the Bears, plus seven and a half, as Paul said, ugly dog in that one. All right, we get you kicked off at noon Eastern on ABC in Clemson. Clemson got some of those DBs back against Florida State. Fell behind 7 nothing, and then really looked impressive. On the road, a lot of uh, sharp uh, players thought that that might be a tough spot for Clemson. A couple of, oh, by the way, touchdowns. Really did not uh, come close to covering uh, the three and a half, but I'm, I'm talking about uh, Florida State. 
But two, oh, by the way, touchdowns made the final score six instead of 20. Now they host Syracuse, and Syracuse with that lofty ranking, they certainly benefited from uh, Leary not playing a quarterback for NC State. That's going to be a tough road for the uh, Wolfpack this year. It's up to 14 minus 107 now at Bet Rivers. First of all, you know, looking at Syracuse, uh, in my mind, and they've had a great season. I mean, there's no question about it. They're 6-0. and But they're the most overrated team, in my opinion, when it comes to the two traditional polls, uh, ranked, uh, again, 14th, I believe, in both the AP and coaches poll. Uh, again, a perfect 6-0. and But that's come against a schedule currently ranked 88th uh, strongest in the nation by Jeff Sagren. You look at Syracuse uh, – Schedule to this point, of course, a season opening 31-7 home victory over Louisville. Quite impressive without question. Two weeks later, if you watch that game, uh, again at home, the 32-29 victory over Don't remind me, Paul. (laughs) Uh, And I had uh, Syracuse in that one, Jimmy, so I feel bad for you. But uh, the Q's fortunate to get the victory there, to to put it mildly. Uh, The penalty against the Purdue uh, tight end, we won't mention him by name, but – that was a costly penalty for Purdue. So Syracuse, very uh, fortunate to get the victory there. And then last week, as you mentioned, they uh, get a little more good fortune uh, when they play NC State, an NC State team playing its first full game without quarterback Devin Leary, uh, who unfortunately is out for the year with a torn pectoral muscle. And Leary, a standout quarterback, one of the very best in not only the ACC, but all of college football. So the jury's, you know, still out on Syracuse, and they're certainly still out on what kind of football team Syracuse is away from the JMA Wireless Dome, formerly known as the Carrier Dome. This is only their second road game of the year. Syracuse's first road game was against UConn, so obviously not much of a test there. And then you look on the other sideline, Clemson and uh, their quarterback, DJ Uyangale, that offense has really improved dramatically. They've scored more than 30 points uh, or 30 points or more uh, in all of their seven games to this point. I made this line slightly north of two touchdowns. Currently, as you said, 14 at Bet Rivers. I think Syracuse is going to come back down to earth a little this week. I think Clemson is going to flex its muscle, win by more than two touchdowns, take Clemson minus the points. Yeah, I like uh, Clemson here as well, and I thought Clemson kind of got back to being Clemson, even though, again, the final score doesn't indicate it, but uh, getting those defensive backs back with that – that uh, Wake Forest really took advantage of with an experienced quarterback, Hartman, just kind of uh, the the reserve DBs were in man. They were in position but never made a play on the ball, never tried to look back, and, you know, uh, Hartman just uh, ripped them apart. But DJU is one of the bigger surprises uh, in college football this year. He is playing at such a higher level uh, than what he did last year. You can get better as a quarterback with experience. So we're seeing some of that uh, around the country this year. Some some more experienced quarterbacks like uh, DTR, Thompson, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson at UCLA, Bo Nix after that disaster in the uh, Georgia Dome to start things off, the Mercedes Dome, rather. Uh, He's had a nice season. But, yeah, DJU, and we all know how highly uh, recruited he was, he's having a nice season after a real struggle last year. Keep in mind, too, that 
This line was at 14 on Bet Rivers, and two hours later, bam, they bought it back to 13 and a half. So you may get that 13 and a half if you're patient at Bet Rivers. We've already seen one buyback. We may see some more because this just went from 13 and a half to 14 minus 107 as we're doing this uh, this uh, this recording right now. So just to keep in mind, from one Death Valley to another. And the LSU Tigers. The LSU Tigers, uh, opened, uh, Ole Miss opened up one or one and a half. It was bet to LSU minus one and a half. That's where we stand right now at Bet Rivers. This is the national CBS broadcast at 3.30 Eastern time. And it's an unranked team favored over a top 10 team. We had one of these last year uh, in uh, Ames, Iowa, as Iowa State preseason Purdy coming back. They had a high ranking. I think they were top 10 preseason last year, but had a couple of tough losses, and they stumbled outside the top 25, and they were favored over top 10 Oklahoma State. They're favored by seven, though. They won but did not cover in that game. We don't see a lot of these, but they do happen from time to time. Uh, Ole Miss, when we did our SEC previews, win total was seven and a half. I said the Rebels have gone to Baton Rouge 7-0. and I'll be very surprised if they don't. But now it gets tougher. The rest of the way, Paul, they're not projected to be a favorite in any of their games, minus the Egg Bowl, minus three at home against Mississippi State. Tigers minus one and a half against Ole Miss. Yeah, you've got, of course, this Ole Miss team, as you mentioned, seven and zero, and it's been a uh, you know fairly uh, easy schedule, at least by SEC West standards to this point. Um, you know, and again, much like uh, I called Syracuse, I believe slightly overrated in the traditional polls. I'll say the same about Ole Miss. Uh, you've got a team, again, like you said, ranked seventh by both the coaches and the AP. Uh, I just think that's just a few spots too high. You look at this LSU team, uh, predictably up and down uh, in the first uh, year of new head coach Brian Kelly. They also have a first-year quarterback out of the transfer portal in Jaden Daniels. So uh, a lot of transition there in Baton Rouge. And as I said, an up-and-down LSU team. You look at the season opening uh, loss there at the Superdome to Florida State, certainly uh, uh, down. And then a couple of weeks ago, uh, the 27-point home loss to Tennessee where they never really got out of the gate. And then you look at the highs, certainly a, a two-touchdown home victory over Mississippi State in week three. And then just this last Saturday, winning on the road at the Swamp 45-35 to over Florida. And I think the significance of that game is the fact that the dual threat quarterback, Jaden Daniels, finally kind of got some sustained success throwing the ball for the Tigers. Uh, he's run the ball uh, well all year. I think he's the, <laughs> the Tigers' uh, leading rusher as well as obviously their, their leading passer. But he threw for 349 yards last week uh, against Florida. Kayshawn Boutte, the all-league uh, receiver, had his best game to date in 2022. Six catches for 115 yards. Daniels, again, the quarterback, uh, plays a role in all six of LSU's touchdowns, runs for three of those scores, passes for the other three. Jaden Daniels is a uh, is a true dual-threat guy. And if that passing game, if Daniels, Boutte, and the rest of the Tigers uh, get that passing game in sync, LSU could be a tough out for not only Ole Miss, but for anybody down the stretch in 2022. Uh, you look at Ole Miss and, uh, you know, again, their defense, first of all, I think in the first few games said, man, this might be a pretty good Miss, Ole Miss defense. But I think it was more a reflection of who they were playing rather than how they were playing. 
you know, obviously an easy uh, looking at their first three opponents out of the gate and not a very difficult uh, schedule. But looking in the past month at this Ole Miss defense against Tulsa, they give up 27 points and 457 yards. And then uh, the next week, Vanderbilt, 28 points and 403 yards. And then just this last Saturday, Auburn against an FBS opponent post their high marks in both yardage and points against an FBS foe this season. They come up with 34 points, 441 yards against Ole Miss, average 6.8 yards per play against that Ole Miss defense. Uh, I just think this is a uh, spot again where Ole Miss kind of uh, starts, um, you know, playing tougher opponents, playing in a tough environment, an LSU team that is just getting better. Might have found its passing game. LSU minus one and a half there at Bet Rivers over Ole Miss. Million dollar question for Jaden Daniels. Uh, does he go from the running quarterback to a true dual threat? Uh, and as you said, perfect six for six. First six possessions, all six resulted in touchdowns over the span of the first three quarters uh, for Daniels. He was basically perfect uh, in that game. And the receiving core, including Bouti, uh, was much more excited. Uh, here's the uh, the math to the first three games against Troy, Central Arkansas, and Georgia Tech for Ole Miss. 3.6 yards per play in the first three, 5.8 in the last four. 3.6, uh, I'm sorry, four points a game in the first three, 27 a game. Even Vandy, offensively challenged Vandy, moved it consistently throughout the course of the game. There was a little bit of a, of a you know, of a, of a hangover spot after an emotional last-second win against Kentucky. We'll give him a little bit of a pass. But I thought the Ole Miss defense reared its historical ugly head and given up over 300 yards rushing to the Auburn Tigers. That's a one-possession game with nine minutes to go after a, a big lead there. So we will see. So, again, LSU minus one and a half. Clemson minus 13 and a half. Cal plus 17 and a half. Paul, anything else you want to add? Well, you know, it's uh, you know, I had somebody in an earlier interview this week say that it, it's not a very attractive card this week of college football week eight. But my thought is, you know, we only get about fourteen of this fourteen of these weekends a year, so they're all attractive to me. It's college football, and it's a beautiful fall weather uh, around the country. So, uh, looking forward to it, and hope everybody uh, cashes more tickets than not. They all pay the same, don't they? <laughs> yes, indeed. So, oh, yeah, please give me these Saturdays all day. There's no such bad. No, week zero is a little bit of a challenge to get excited. I get that. But no, uh, no, indeed. We got them. And you know what? We're going to have a wild game, a very surprising game somewhere along the way. Because, you know, if you like those money line parlays, man, these double digit dogs are winning outright at almost a double rate than what we used to see in, in college football. Competitive balance? Maybe? We'll see. Again, Paul Stone's top picks. Cal plus 7.5. Clemson minus 13.5. LSU minus 1.5. For Paul Stone, I'm Jimmy Ott on the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.